0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 36 of The Fighting Goat, where your host and those so superhuman Kamra and Arjun aka Mystic Chips will take you across all the action UFC 267, the goats, how people and fighters and businessmen and actors prime in their later years and a lot more after this short commercial break. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fighting Goat we have with us the usual suspects, Arjun, aka Mystic Chips and Somesh, superhuman camera yeah. that will run you through all the action in the world of combat sports. A lot more <laughs> gyan, so much must be. stop coughing. You, hai, Pata hai? You, can already, you can already smell the fatakas. You know, one of the best things by the way, guys, happy Danteras. Happy Danteras, very, very guys, auspicious day. Dant- day. Yes. So yes, wake up is. in the morning, have your bath, have your coffee, have, uh, have some more and Shankar <laughs> Pari and, and all Janabies. that and Chakli Chakli, <laughs> Chakli. Yeah. Chakli okay only this is different kind of Chakli this is morning Chakli not the Chakli with Shahjan sauce at Padmavati bar <laughs> Very different. What is that Barbie go to after our shows uh, uh, I think it's called Punch Mukhi. Punch Mukhi. Band. Yeah. It was yeah. such a depressing thing that at 4 <laughs> in the morning but actually it was you know it was not. Remember we left the studio at about 5 in the morning. Yes. Uh, we finished uh, recording live for UFC 267 which was an incredible incredible show incredible success but we were on our way back and I left a little early at 5 o'clock and I could I swear to God I could see lights inside and I could hear some sound coming out of punch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's such an irony that there's something called Punch Mookie after a show. So, even, I know, right? you know, it even has a punch in it here. And we should tell them that it's like, please sponsor us Punch Mookie. Punch. <laughs> this food brought to you by Punch Mookie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Right. You know, but speaking of Punch Mookie and the punches, Yas Island was. Absolutely rocking on the eve of UFC 267. And what an honor it was for us to be back in the studio. Wasn't this opening the show? Dude, we were opening the show. It was crazy. It was it was amazing. I can't sometimes I can't believe that you know we get paid for that. It is unbelievable. Absolutely. Greatest job in the world. And we had a correspondent who was there in. Yas oh, Island yes. coordinating with us and telling us what's happening. So it was so much fun. It I was, think it was, it was Piyush, right? Who was there? I think so. I think somebody I was don't know. I don't know who was there, but you know, for those three hours I kind of felt like Arnab Goswami, you know, where you're there you were uh, reporters uh, there and you're like, Yes, the nation wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> and the nation found right. It was actually there was a segment where uh, our correspondent from Sony had uh, recorded some very good messages yes. from people being a part of such an incredible event was. Always awesome. It's a great thing. India is now being represented because there were so many fighters that gave a shout out to yes. India. The yes. now new champion, Glover Tishera. Clearly, you know, I like Somesh and I were joking around saying that I think UFC Lucknow is a bigger possibility than Bombay or Delhi anytime soon. Absolutely. In fact, Glover Teixeira, the newly crowned light heavyweight champion, clearly said he loves this entire aura of meditation and he's reading a book on yogi. Yogi Aditya Natna. Now, I don't know which Yogi he's talking about because if it's the chief minister of Uttar Pradesh, I think Glover Tashara could be there for the UP elections. That's why I'm telling you, man. He always, he, anyway, he's looking the part also. he's looking very yeah. Yogi-like. Yeah. Yes. He's shaved yes. his head. He's lost a lot of, have you notice how much of weight he's lost? Yes. He's just looking so much lean. Looking as, so lean. As in Yogi or Glover? Both, man. Both. Yogi was always ripped. <laughs> Yogi is always ripped and all. I mean, under his his way, you, know, you can't see it. But absolutely, it absolutely, is, yeah. absolutely, it's a sanskari diet. A yeah. <laughs> <The> sanskari diet. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, no, but uh, coming back to all the the glamour and everything, and there are a couple of ma- major standouts. I think yeah. Glover Teixeira, at the age of forty-two, winning the belt was yes. one of the most incredible things that we have ever seen. And, absolutely. Well, amongst one of the incredible things that we have seen in the world of fighting, and but we'll get into that a little deeper later. But dude. How good were Islam Makachev and Kamzat Chimaev? Oh man, you know what? This card was stacked top to bottom. Uh, the opening fight, I feel, was so good. It just started off the note on a high. UFC 267 started off in the light heavyweight division with Magomed Ankalev and Volkan Ozdemir go back and forth. And it was so beautiful to watch. It was technical. It was great And it was followed up by Kamza Chimaev versus Lee Jing Liang. So, man, you know, it started off with a decision. That technical submission by Kamza Chimaev was absolutely insane. It was insane. I mean, this guy has, I think, absorbed one strike versus some 254 odd strikes that he has thrown. I, I don't know. You know, those kind of stats, are firstly, they're baffling. One shot in six or four fights or whatever. Four fights, fought. yeah. <laughs> and the thing is that it's it's you know, when you compare, when you compare uh, explosive people, explosive fighters, explosive cricketers. It's yeah. like when you see even hamare team mayor when Kohli came onto the scene after yeah. his under 19 yeah. win, and yeah. you know, when we saw when we saw Mahendra Singh Dhoni's helicopter shot, yeah, yeah. And yep. we used to see Virinder Seva treat every match like a 2020 regardless mm-hmm. of where what the stakes were i don't correct. remember when sehwag used to just stand and, on the crease and and just hammer away at everybody from the from the get go you know i think there was a time where uh, sachin had gone to uh, sehwag and said bhai a test match hai. Ah, correct and kalyan uh, Seh- train hai. <laughs> <laughs> and sehwag had said ha sir to kya hua matlab mera game to yahi hai na. Correct. And, <laughs> you know, imagine telling Sachin right? so Tel Luger that. Imagine that. Yeah. You know, sir, my game is this. <laughs> I mean, sheer class. Sheer class. And that's the relation that we're trying to make. We saw these kind of explosive cricketers. We see these explosive footballers. Explosive footballers. And we see the same trait in, in guys like Kamza Chimayev and Islam Akhachev. right The so, way Chimayev came out and manhandled that Lee Jinglang is a tough SOB. He's, he's a tough, tough as guy. nails and he's, he's huge, he's a big, strong guy as well. And yes. the way he carried him around like one baby, right, was just unreal. It was crazy, it was crazy. In fact, in fact, this guy is so crazy because he's coming off COVID, he has recovered. Uh, Khmer Chimaev Chemaev has never fought in front of a crowd because he's always fought at the apex. It's the first time he's fighting in a packed stadium that's probably supporting him to the core. So, coming was, out. Yeah. Coming out and finishing it that way was absolutely unreal. In fact, it uh, you know he finished it off in the first round. It took him three minutes mm. and sixteen seconds only. It was just something. It was something spectacular to, to see. Get I mean, Li Jingliang out, and the best part, chips. He picked up Li Jing Liang, went over to Dana Vitas having oh a yeah, conversation <laughs> with him, and then slammed Li Jingliang and just took his back and choked him out cold. And know, Li Jingliang didn't he submit. He went out cold. Yeah, he. I mean, that's that's a warrior spirit right there, and props to Li Jingliang. But the thing is that it's just the way he did it. You know, after all the madness, and of course he takes the mic and he goes little apeshit crazy. After right. it, like, I want to kill everybody. I kill this. I kill that. are Chantre, yeah. At least let interview with India. He said nicely, okay, I love Indians. I love India. I was like Hyderabad. I like Hyderabad. I, I, love like I like biryani. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, okay. he doesn't want to kill us that's, that's a good thing. Only, only wants to kill his opponents, which he certainly looks like he's doing. But you know, that, that trajectory, his career path is a separate conversation that we want to take. Man, because, because you know, Do you think this guy can be the next Cora McGregor? Because he's, he behaves like him. He talks like him. He finishes like him. You nah, know, I, he, he has all the tools. He can strike and he can grapple, he can wrestle, he can, his BJJ is great. You know, Dude, he's, he's too well-rounded. I mean, in the sense, we've not even seen a hole in his game yet. Like Connor, we yeah, knew, yeah. like if there was yeah. a way to exploit Connor, it would be the grappling. Correct. We knew that was the place. That was the only way to do it. Correct. And, with, and guys like Khabib proved it. And, uh, but with him, this guy is not only is he is he beast strong, he has got incredible grappling from that Dagestani background yeah. that he comes yeah. from. His hands are looking more and more lethal. The fact that he knocks out guys at middleweight, which is a division above what he fight, he's fighting at, yeah, proves that his power at welterweight is lethal. He's got power standing and on the ground. And believe me, guys, there's a difference between the two. There are some guys who can knock you out on your feet, and then they can't knock you out on the ground. But he got has it. power that exists in both ways. And yes. Yes. A level submission and strength. I don't see anybody. You know, honestly, we were. I was having a chat with some people. We were having a chat. Yeah. And I think guys like Colby and stuff are going to start now taking double takes. I mean, we've got such a great division. Gilbert Burns, Vichentel, Luke, Colby yeah. Covington, all yeah. before the champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderboy Thompson is also there. And Wonderboy Thompson at number five. But now with that last win over Lee, Kamzath has now broken into the top 10. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. And in fact, you know, this this particular gentleman, comes at Chimaev, has such a crazy appeal across multiple continents because he's actually based in Sweden. But, oh, he's based in Sweden. Yeah, oh. he's based in Sweden, but at the same time, he can he can you know fight in Russia, still get crowd, he can fight somewhere in Europe, still get crowded, he can fight in Abu Dhabi, still get crowd yeah, in. The Middle so, East loved him. You know, do you think he's one of those breakout stars that the UFC could utilize? Across multiple levels, absolutely. I don't see why not. Because if you look at a guy like him, he's not only you know he's it's the excitement value. Yes, you yes. don't know what to expect from him. Yeah, he's going to win. It's too early to say this yet, but he is the, certainly the breakout star for the USA. Man, can but you I- imagine Connor versus Khamsat? No, 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 no. That's He's not fair corner, Yeah, <laughs> Connor versus Kamzat. Come on. No, no. <laughs> no, with this guy, I want him to see fighting someone legitimate. Like a Gilbert Burns, maybe. But Gilbert is right up there. He's at number three, man. Uh, Gilbert right, is not going to fight right. somebody like him. But right, I think right. this person who's next in line who'd be a great fight for all the fans is Vicente Luque. Oh, Vichyente, Luque versus uh, Kamzat would be great because they are huge welterweights. A huge Both of welterweights. them are huge, yeah, yeah. And both these guys have knockout power. And you know Luque is not scared of the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. he submitted Michael Chiesa. He surprised and shocked him. In the first round. In the first round. Chiesa <laughs> didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. He didn't even know what was going on. Oh God, submitting a BJJ black belt could be so, so, so heartful. Yeah. But but another great star who's been proving himself over and over, has been now winning nine fights in a row in yeah. that lightweight division is yeah. not only the prodigy and the prodigy of Khabib Numago Islam Makachev came in and proved a point against Dan Hooker. Absolutely yes. In fact, to be honest, in this entire card, I was most not exactly disappointed, but uh, my heart was paining for Dan Hooker because oh, yeah. he's you know he stepped up. He said, "Listen, I'm going to you know get the holes in this guy. I'm going to prove his weakness. I'm going to do all of that." And trust me, I guess 95 percent of the world were really rooting for Dan yeah, Hooker because yeah. <laughs> he stepped up to a very very tough undefeated opponent because Rafael dos Anjos had to uh, yeah. back out and Dan Hooker said I'm ready I'm I'm completely ready for this guy and you know before the year ends I would like to fight one or two times more but man I don't think that's happening now that's not happening because this gentleman the way he sunk in that Kimura it took just one round and 2 minutes and 25 seconds for Islam Makhachev to absolutely blow the New Zealander out of his pocket it was it, it was, was devastating. Crazy. It was I mean, devastating. You know, the way it ended, I was like, oh my god, what is happening? What it is was happening? it was it happened also quickly, also. And the thing is that it now it will now dissuade. See, look, now there are two ways to look at it. Did he do a solid number for the company? Yes, he saved a fight from being yeah. cancelled. Yeah. So obviously he'll get a lot of leeway and props from the UFC. Dana White never forgets people who help them out in a tight situation. Right. So that's one angle of looking at it. Like but Marvin number, Vittori, you know, like yeah, Marvin, Marvin Vittori. Vittori as well. He he said, "Screw it! If even if you're overweight, let's still fight at a different weight." Yeah. And he ended up winning. So plus yeah, plus yeah, for him. Yeah. But the thing is that I think this will now a situation like this is you know as as courageous as it is and brave as it is to do this, it is also detrimental because now yeah. Dan Hooker has now. Boom. Now he's, you know, people will say, oh, he took that on short notice, but it's the way he went out. Well, there was not even one punch landed by Hooker. You know, we have seen this thing in the past, you know, uh, where someone like a Donald Cowboy Cerrone used to step up and he used to be a banger, but he used to not always win. But that was Donald Cowboy Cerrone coming in with the show. Dan exactly. Hooker is not as a flamboyant. So he's as, not Cerrone. He's not Cerrone. You know, he's not, not Cerrone, correct. Correct. He's not Cerrone. He's not ceroni. He's, so not, ceroni, I, he's not Chris Lieben who will just step in on, on half an hour's notice to fight. You know, yeah. <laughs> Right. But right. I think it's the level of competition that's also gone up. Like you can do that against some guys. Right. But you can't do that against, you can't do that against upper, upper level fighters. You really can't. You see the difference that, it's not, I wouldn't say difference in skill, but I think it's the different, it's just a risk you take, you know. For both parties, even for somebody like Islam Akashiv, had he got upset by, Dan Hooker, it would have hurt his stock quite a bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but it he didn't, was not even in trouble. Yeah, he was he not even kind in of in trouble. Like not even, I don't think even he ate one shot. He didn't. And small leg kick, I think that hit him, which caused yeah. him to take the takedown instantly. Yeah. And then that's all she wrote. The way he got his back, the transitions, the traps, the and that Kimura eventually was just, it was,
1: Hooker was, was in his,
0: such pain, man. He was yeah. He was in deep, deep pain. But one of the best fights again was in the heavyweight division where we saw the f- rank number five take on rank number seven. Absolutely. <laughs> in fight of the year basically. <laughs> you know, we were in the studio and there were some guys just, you know, joking around in the back saying that huh, this is a good time to go refill your beer. It's a good time <laughs> to go take a pace, do whatever you want. Now, I'm not, we're not going to disparage anybody, but I think out of that banger of a card, that was the only one which was a bit of a snoozer. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, see, you know, the fight actually was not bad, but because we just came off Khamzat and we we were looking forward to Isla Makachev and Dan Hooker, I think this fight was just placed in the wrong (laughs) zone, you know. No, I mean, not just placed in the wrong zone, it actually just proved that, you know, the difference between the top five heavyweights in the UFC versus everybody below that is so significant in terms of skill. It reminds right. me of like uh, Amanda Nunez's division or Valentina Shevchenko's division. Where it's just, it's Valentina, Andraj and then everybody else. Correct. Who's just there. Correct. Who are like Nietzsche. Same Correct. with Amanda. You got Amanda and then there's everybody else. Well, because also what happens that the top fighters, like at least in the men's heavyweight division, the top three, the top four, get in that entertainment value. They come in with a knockout. They come in with a size, power, speed. you know, finishing rate all of that now this particular fight of course you know, Volkov and Taibura actually is a very good fight but the fact that both of these are very good fighters may not be the best finishers that's that's maybe why it went on to you know to be a snoozer yeah that, that heavyweight fight though proved that there is a long way to climb up to get to the likes of you know Stipe Miocic champion Francis Nagano and I think Cyril after Gaan. Cyril Garn, oh my God, how could I forget Cyril Garn? Even Derek Lewis is still Derek number Lewis four. Lewis is up there, you know. Curtis Blades is there, and, and uh, Rosie's the, strike is also there. <laughs> yes, Rosie's also there. Jarzinho is always around. So I think in that top five, top six. Uske baad, there's a big difference in in the in the talent. Correct, correct, correct. But when we speak of talent, let us get down to. According to me, the best technical fight of the night oh which was God. in the bantamweight division for the interim belt, Peter Yan versus Corey Sandhagen. How freaking awesome was that? You know, that was the only five-round fight that I wouldn't mind seeing again. It was that good. The it pace was the technicality, the skill uh, and it was back and forth. I personally do not agree with the judges decision of 49-46. Uh, 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 it was 48-47. 48-47 40 in my eyes because two rounds went to Sandhagen, three yes. went to Peter Yarn but the judges thought four rounds went to Peter Yarn and yeah. one round went to Corey Sandhagen but I don't five. agree with that decision. I agree with our, our assessment of the scorecards uh, but you know, judges are judges they're going to see the fight differently. Correct. But the the point is that there are no winners and losers. I mean, there was a clear winner. Yes, it was Peter Yan, but the fight that these guys put on, another fight that was taken on short notice for both these men. Yes, He was only six weeks out, and Sanhagen was is such a stud of a contender. He he's he's right up there. I honestly think they are going to face off each other, face each other off in the next year for sure again. Absolutely, yes. I mean, if if the listeners do not know, the original opponent to this fight was the current champion, uh, Aljamain Sterling, that had to face off Peter Yan to kind of, you know, see who's the real champ because their previous uh, face-off or their, or, or their previous fight didn't end the way it should have. It yeah. Ended as a disqualification, I mean, and you agree with that decision, right? You were, you had, a, you had literally no opinions about it. No, no. See, you know, <laughs> actually, what happens, you know, out out of adverse situations. with this, yeah. You know, out of adverse situations, sometimes you even get someone who could be an Oscar nominee. You know <laughs> that that performance of getting up, getting your eyes big, looking around, and falling back on the canvas. Was, who did it better? Who did it better? Josh Koscheck or Aljmin Sterling? Uh, uh, remember so, that knee from uh, Paul Daly to Josh Koscheck? yeah, uh, yeah, which didn't even connect. I personally feel Sterling did it better because he's more seasoned, you know, he's gone for acting lessons, he's seen a lot more Oscar achha, achha. awards, <laughs> and all of that. Josh <laughs> Koscheck was a real fighter, you know? but, but Koschek also had his fair uh, acting skills, huh? His acting Absolute. skills also pretty good, absolutely, absolutely, great you know, stuff, it, it, you know. So, if is, you compare these guys to Rocky Balboa and stuff like that, uh, it's you know, I mean, they have they have some way to go. But uh, I would I would definitely want to see Aljamain Sterling out there. He apparently backed off because his neck wasn't healed as yet. Hmm. Um, and the fight immediately goes on to the next contender, TJ Dillashaw, who was in surgery. He did not take it. I know Ro- it's it Rob stops. Font. Rob it, Font was next in line who had a shoulder surgery. He did not take it. Corey Sandikin was the third choice to this fight. And crazy. man, what a show did he put up. Honestly, honestly, I'm actually kind of like, I don't want to say I'm glad that people were injured and so he got the shot, but I think uh, it was so competitive because it was Sanhedrin. Yes. I think, I honestly think if Rob Font was to face Peter Yan at this point, no. Peter Yan would steamroll. I mean, there are very few fighters in the world who take those shots from Yan. I mean, Yan landed two clean flush head kicks. Yes, on on Corey Sandhagen and Sandhagen, and we were talking about like shit. What is this guy's chin made of? Exactly. Of course, we'll, I mean, in the future he'll feel it later, maybe ten years from now. But the point is that he took those shots like a boss and came after the the Russian. But, but man, you know what, Peter? You know, what happens in this case, according to me, is that hmm. you know the moment you are the third choice and you have you know you're in this limelight for an interim belt, I yeah. feel you know some guys just want to make the most of it. You know, it is and. And that is what I mean by making the money. Like we've seen guys sometimes, you know, when Dana, in fact, Dana has talked about this extensively. When guys, we've said that a belt is on the line. Give yeah. it your best shot. Interim belt is on the line. Give it your best shot. And you've seen sometimes lackluster performances from fighters because they're playing it safe. or want to take the easy road in and do just the bare minimum. Right. But both these guys knew what was on the line. Knew what was at stake. Right. They didn't care if the belt was there or not. They were looking to take their heads off each other. You know, they were punching each love. other after the bell as well. If you remember I, a couple of seconds I, yes, after, yes. they landed a few shots. I think Yan landed a spinning wheel <laughs> kick yeah. and then there was a flying knee attempt and then <laughs> boom! right after the bell, boom, boom, both these guys hit <laughs> each other. But you know, that's what I love about these Russians. Yeah? They don't care. They're just there to fight. And the stone cold appeal that they have is so, so, you know, I don't know if it's engrossing, if it's, if it's ice, appealing. It's Ice in his veins, man. There, there is ice, ice in his veins. You know, even though he's literally. been in Thailand for ten years, there's still ice in his veins. Ah, I know. He's looking quite nicely tanned and all, like yeah. he said. <laughs> I'm like, neither. No, otherwise, you're, these Russian guys are like they look like white as bread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so pale. But, but uh, you know, speaking of who had ice in his veins, was also the now the new, the new UFC light heavyweight champion after making his fighting debut in 2004 to it culminating after all those years right? with that championship belt. Congratulations to Glover Teixeira. Glover Teixeira, huge, Unbelievable. huge congratulations from all of us at the Fighting Goat and IBM podcast. And I'm pretty sure all from India because this gentleman had got a title shot versus the mega beast John Jones way back in 2004. He lost that. He came back seven years later to beat the the legendary Polish power to yeah. reclaiming or claiming legendary Polish power. That was your new word. I'm going to get you a t-shirt made saying legendary Polish power. Well, don't get it here because Polish can be read as Polish also. Yeah. Polish, 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 Polish. Okay, legendary Polish power only. <laughs> but yeah, you know, but the but the gentleman who got polished today was the legendary Polish power with the 42-year-old Glover Tashara who just kind of proved the point. I was not too satisfied with the way that went down because I felt the champion tapped out way too easily. But man, I don't know, it was weird. What a show it was! What a show, you know. I th- I think it was. It, it all started with that lead left hook, and yes, uh, yes. once once Glover landed that left hook, I didn't. I think Jan didn't realize how hard that shot would have hurt him. Exactly, because his bell was rung properly. Yes, yes, it was, and this is after being, uh, you know, on the back, on the bottom the, for the car. entire first round, and you've got Glover teshara on top of you, who's putting all his force, who's putting all his torque, who's kind of hitting you from all angles.
1: And he was almost he was constantly
0: going tuck, 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 tuck. And and Glover's a tough 230 pound man on fight night. Absolutely. He's heavy. He's strong. He's got that Brazilian jiu jitsu base as well. Yes. We he had, he had him flattened out. He was hurting him quite a bit on the floor, but not enough to stop the fight. But slow shots, wearing him down. Correct. And then on the feet, cracked him. The fight went to the ground immediately. And it was, he sliced through his guard like a hot knife through butter. Absolutely, and he got that win. It was it was so beautiful to watch, man. Round two, three minute, two seconds. It all is all it took. But but so much to win the but, belt. But so much. Hang on, we've seen. I think so. We're going back to that. So he got hurt, and then he, he once he sunk the choke in, he tapped literally almost as soon as the choke went in, he tapped. Yes, it was like yes a second. He did. Yes, was he it, did. I think he was. I was it a function of like? Okay, I'm not. Nobody's doubting Jan's toughness. Firstly, you know, it's all these guys are damn tough. Extremely. But the thing is that the way he tapped, was he, I think it was more to do with like, I know I'm not going to be able to get out of this. So I might as well avoid the punishment. Well, yes, as a matter of function. Yes, that could be the case because Glover had not even clasped his hands together. It was a single arm choke. He had, he had got the position correctly. He was just getting his left hand through. And by that time. Yan had already tapped. So I don't know if it was uh, whether Yan didn't want to take more damage or what it was because, you know, we just saw Lee Jingliang pass out completely. He was just not giving up. He was still holding Kamsats and he was not giving up. The referee stopped it when Jingliang actually passed out. It just shows me that Lee Jingliang has more heart out here. As a viewer and as a judge and as a MMA promoter, I would say it shows me that the champion did not have or does not have enough heart. He just kind of tapped out in a matter of a couple of seconds, you know. I think I, I he think was, I think he was also hurt, man. He was all he was badly hurt. Uh, he was gassed, maybe he was badly <laughs> hurt. And yeah, it could be. It could be the heart factor as well, or it could just be self-preservation. You're like, why? It's like He didn't want to fight out of it, you know. It's Glover Yan is a is a stand-up fighter. Yeah. He loves using yeah. leg kicks, his kicks, his elbows, his knees, his punches. No, but not really. Not really because because versus Izzy, we saw such great grappling. Yeah, we but that s- was such- only when he was on the top. And then again, he used more of his weight and his size to maul Israel Adesanya because when we saw Izzy with Vettori on top. Big yeah. difference. Israel got out of it like it was nothing. Right, right. He got out. He got out of that and defended the takedowns after that. Henceforward, but I think it was more of the weight advantage that Jan had that night on Izzy that gassed Izzy Could out be. at the bottom. Could be. I I was just little. I mean, I was very disappointed that the champion or the ex-champion tapped out that easily. Hi, I you're a huge fan of Jan. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of the legendary Polish power. But you know, seeing someone tap out so easily just puts that thought in my head that he's possibly not a fighter fighter because I, you know. No, come on. I mean, come on. It's also Glover's choke, dude. Glover also chokes you like an anaconda. You know, I'm from an era where I like seeing people go like limp just not kind of tap, yeah, you know, and not really tap out. So, yeah, but again, that's my personal view. I'm not saying Jan doesn't have the heart, and again, self-preservation is very, very essential in the sport because when you have to come back, uh, you know, and compete again, you don't want to be damaged, and sometimes these chokes yeah, or man, these locks can be suck, horrible, you know, and some of these shots have long-term damage. And most of his champions know as to when the stop block is for them. So, you know, kudos to Jan. But kudos to the new light heavyweight champion of the Absolutely, world.
1: Absolutely, a Glover job.
0: First he... time, the first champion at 42. And nobody had bad things to say about him. From Connor no, to John no. Jones to nobody. any of that. They said, listen, dude, kudos to you. You're a freaking exactly. champion. Exactly. I mean, if there's anybody who deserves it, it'd be Glover Teixeira. The man has put in his time. He's gone through his ups and downs. He's gone through knockouts has come back with a bang, Had a was on a great streak and now sees a dream realized. Absolutely. So a lot of big challenges for uh, Glover Teixeira at 42. He's breathing down. You've got a whole division of guys who are going to breathe down his neck now, starting with Yiri Prohaska <laughs> in the waiting wings. But that and a lot more we talk about resurgences in the twilight years of a fighter's career. We have a lot of other fighters to compare with, a lot of other businesses, a lot of other sports. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. After a quick commercial break, you've been listening to Arjun aka Mystic Chips and Somes the Superhuman camera. only on The Fighting Goat. See you in a few seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Fighting Goat. That was an excellent first segment. We enjoyed that conversation. It was long, it was smooth, it was fluid. But what is long, smooth and fluid are these champions? these Ashleel talks in the morning. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, long, you ended the segment smooth, with five seconds. So I was like, yeah, okay. No, like- five, I said <laughs> a couple of seconds. <laughs> huh? Could you be? Clearly, there's something going on in that. <laughs> <laughs> Not just being superhuman anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but the topic that we really would like to speak to all of you about hmm. is how how athletes, how actors, how businessmen are peaking in the later years of their career. And this entire concept of beta jaldi karo is actually not or may not be the right way to go because you know, see, everyone lives till 60, 65. And it's a proven scientific fact that humans are the strongest between 33 and 45, 46. Strongest hmm. mentally, strongest physically, strongest emotionally. So I don't know what's the hurry of saying that. are I thirty years. Me na, house also need, bungalow also need, car also need, marriage also Everything I mean, hai, I, I mean you know, it's not a diva audition, but uh, you, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's car, bungalow, house, everything. No, but, but but my point is that uh, my point is that yeah, you're right. I mean, you see so many guys when uh, we see global. Global himself was overcome with emotion after all these years at 42, right. he wins the belt. And right. guys were like, you know, it's such a, it's such an amazing feat, which it is, but let's not forget guys like Randy Couture did it. Yes. When he won the belt from Tim Silvia at 44 or 45. 44. Yes. 44. You're right. I remember he came back and shocked the world by dropping Tim and then taking him around for five rounds. He controlled him to win that belt. Yes, and that was it. That was something incredible to see. And we've seen so many fighters who have made their resurgences after, after you know, after a point where you know they've not been very great in their thirties, yeah. their late thirties, and then suddenly, bang! I mean, even the legendary Anderson Silva, Anderson, I was just coming to that. his groove around thirty-five. At thirty-five, he was at that god mode level. Yes, yes, he was. Where he was dodging things like he was seeing them in the matrix and he was beating and you know he was beating fighters who were like 24 25 28 29 correct so man. he he's beaten everyone everyone and the way he did it at that at that age and he got into the groove till 33 he made his debut in the ufc at 33 exactly and 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 then at by 35 36 he was just you know he, he reached a people, different yeah. level He had re- re- reached a different level he was signing sponsorship deals with burger king and he was on. Uh, he was on television shows. He was. He's a huge star in Brazil. Then he set up. He set up his own set of gyms in in Los in Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, you know where Anderson Silva's Muay Thai classes. And suddenly we saw that entire career mm-hmm. trajectory change. And we've seen that. We've seen that in in so many things. And uh, and we, so even in cricket, I don't. I don't remember. Has guys like? Do you remember Robin Singh? Like Robin Singh. Dude, Robin Singh, Mahindra Singh, despite the these, odds, these guys came in when they were 27, 28. When normally people say, oh, you know, you must enter when you're 19. Correct. Like and how Kohli did. did. Correct. Correct. Kohli caught it when he was 1920. Correct. But Robin Singh was, I remember still doing, I remember that one, I remember that series with Australia where Robin Singh and Ajay Jadeja. Yes, I, just, I, was, I was just going to talk about Ajay Jadeja. The combination of these two guys, both these 30 something year olds yeah. were out running and out playing all the yes. kids. Yes, yes. And they yes. did it in the most amazing and spectacular fashion. You could see, I also believe, you know, that after a certain age, you get a lot more serious about what you want to do. Yes. You start yes. taking that craft seriously. It's that maturity which steps in because you're done screwing around. You're just done dicking around. You're not there to party. You're not there to get drunk. You're not there to like this, you know, other chutiagiri. Yeah. So when you start taking that seriously, and sometimes it happens at a later age. Right. That you see that difference. I mean, like Robin Singh, Ajay were well, awesome. I will never forget that series. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. In fact, I've seen so many, you know, people in this generation who try and enter young and try and make a mark. But mm-hmm. sadly, mentally, they are not mm-hmm. yet matured to, you know, get into that fish pond as yet. And it's, it's just a zone that they should not enter. So many, so many psychologists have said, until about 25 years, You're just exploring the world. Yeah. You need to choose what you want to do only post that. And of course, this is not really a. Or in my case, also, till you're 37, you're still exploring the world. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? That is the bunty and bubbly mode, which I don't know, but I think it's great. I think it's fabulous because you know, you are an established photographer and you're dabbling with other things that you love doing. So I think that's a, you know, that, that's a perfect space to be in rather than I know so many youngsters who by 18, 19 have said, Oh, I want to become a painter. And then painter? by 24, yeah. And by 24, they're like, are, paintings ho gaya, kya Oh, I want to become a sculptor by 20th. They are bored of that also. And they're still bored. They're still trying. They're still doing stuff and they still don't know where they are. I mean, now that has become a very existentialist question, existentialist question now. Who are it's, we? It's, what are we? It's not a bad thing. Why are we? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it's not a bad thing. But there are so many people taking pressures and looking around and saying, Oh, you know, but he bought a BMW at 30. And, Correct. I'm, and I'm still searching for my new job. I don't know where I stand in life. Guys, come on, you know, look within yourself. Your competition is only with you and with nobody else. Because at the end of the day, you have to put food on your table. Nobody else is doing it for you. Nor do you have to do it for somebody else. Exactly. So honestly, don't get caught in this rut of, oh, you know, I need to prove myself and be like a Mark Zuckerberg at the age of 27. The thing is that the Zuckerbergs and the Bill Gates are, are unique. Uh, you know, yeah. people, yeah. but then you have at the same time, you have, you have like the founder of Amazon who was a, who started in his twilight. It, yeah. not, I wouldn't call it twilight. He, I mean, till he was 40, he was late thirties. He was, you know, he was just saying, Oh, I just want to sell books online. You know, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Nobody expected him to become this, you know, high end multi-billion dollar conglomerate. Yes. Amazon today is the go-to for everything. Absolutely. Whether you, you want to breathe, like you see nah, bar gaye Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> Amazon hawala services and security also. Toh, ruk tu. You see, Amazon security guard. I won't put it past him, but the, the man started it when he was older. And there is there is never a, you know, in sports, yes, there's a time limit. But yeah. we've seen some amazing things in sports. I mean, after leaving the sport for 25 years, a 60-something-year-old Mike Tyson is kicking ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's Mike King Tyson kicking yes. ass. And yes. That, okay, but at the same time, it's Mike Tyson because yeah. he's one of the greatest boxers in the world. But to be able to do that in your later years, it's, yeah. it's something unique. It's yes, you might not be the same... Physically, your body is not the same at at that age, but I think there is some merit to finding success in your later years. Absolutely, absolutely. And I truly believe that, you know, the medical professionals, the psychologists and all these guys, you know, when you study the human brain and the human body, they must be having a lot of research done before making these statements that the body reaches its peak only post 33. And again, I'm saying mentally, physically and emotionally. So it really cuts across a lot of brackets. But man, you know, that pretty much takes us to where we want to go with the next segment, dude. What is the next card, man? It is going to be six, amazing. Eight. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Two, six, eight. But, you know, I have one last question when it comes to uh, age versus greatness. Yeah, tell me. There are guys, you know, like Henry Suhodo. There are guys like Khabib who actually kind of left the sport in their early 30s. They obviously have great records. They've accomplished a lot. Hmm. And they call themselves the greatest of all times. Now, it's a difficult one. Do actually. you particularly agree someone who has kind of, you know, got to where they have to, just left the sport and said, listen, I'm the greatest. You know, it's like, you know, it's like Ritik Roshan after Kahona Pyaar hitting all records, <laughs> retiring and saying, listen, I'm the greatest. I is, mean, is that valid? Do you think it's the ideal way to go? Or does it mean you need to test yourself, jump up and down, see, you know, a couple of belts up or down, you see know, who else is there in the market, maybe schedule a comeback. You know, that's a double-edged sword, you know, because at the one hand, you can say that he started early, and and you know, you have a lot of guys who peak early and then they diminish, and yeah. we've seen that in in you know in the sport in life, and um, but in fighting though, I mean, if you if you know, it's a very tough thing to answer because okay. the world is right now talking to Khabib and telling him like, dude, you're only thirty three, you've already retired, and now you're sitting on the sidelines coaching the next generation of fighters. Were kicking ass. He's going on. He's becoming undefeated in his coaching as well. And yeah, my yeah. point here is, you know, with Henry Sevudo as well, he retired. But I think somewhere they knew that they were going to lose. I think they knew think somewhere. So? I see. Look, look at look at who came after Triple C. Is you know Figueroa, Brandon Moreno, the kind of yeah. fighters that have come. Yeah. Would Triple C have held his own? I absolutely think he would have triple right. C is such a stud Dendi Seudo is such a stud he would have held his own no doubt same thing that happened with with you know but then you know guys like the, on the flip side there are guys like Aldo who are dominant for 10 10 years right and then suddenly you know have um, they go into a slump right and then they maybe see a resurgence. maybe that's why Khabib and triple C don't want to go through that path they want to leave on top. Could it also be mental fatigue where after so many years, you know, after you've started young, maybe 15, 16, you know, you've been doing this for about 15 years. Do you think they also somehow lack motivation and say, listen, I'm done with the weight cutting. I don't want to eat I all think, those. It could be a you know, huge thing, dude. You know, the food and the supplements and the USADA testing and all of that. Do you think at some level people get tired of that too? And say, listen, I don't want to go, like fighting is one aspect, but there's possibly 30 things that happened before that. Very true. I mean, you can see so many things that are happening. So many factors that can play into it, you know, Khabib uh, losing his father was a big factor because he said he didn't want to do that. He was, he said that his mother didn't want him to fight anymore. Or it could very well be that the process of getting in shape for a fight is so strenuous. Right. There's only perhaps there's only so much you can do of it. And, and maybe he realized that maybe, you know, you never know internally, maybe he's got issues, dude. Maybe his knees are hurting. His back is gone all that high level grappling, the toll it takes on your body is unreal. And mind. And mind. And and eventually he's just like, dude, you know what? I'm in a good place. I've got Eagle Telecom opening up for me. I've got all the money I need for the next 50, uh, for the next two generations. I'm a simple man. I live a simple life. I don't need to put my body through this. The only way I can stay connected with the sport is I'll be my coach and get all the rest of my boys to win. So I don't blame somebody like him doing that. Will, Will there always be a question mark? Saying that, oh, you know what, Khabib left because guys like Charles Oliveira come on came onto the scene. Yes, maybe. I believe wow. that somewhere. Yes, absolutely. I believe but that somewhere that also maybe because you know, as much as I want to give the Khabib the benefit of the doubt, because he's never backed out of a fight and he's never backed down from an opponent. Right. But it's, you know, I think sometimes it can weigh in on a champion's mind as well. That, you know, yeah, okay, I can see some killers coming out of the blue. And right now, I wouldn't be surprised if if said, you know, somebody you like me. May- Kumaru Usman is thinking that right now. After looking at Kamzat Chimaev, that top five of the welterweight division is certainly shaking a little bit. (laughs) But But (laughs) you know what's not going to be shaky is the next card. Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. We've got, we had a banging UFC 267. And now we are going to move into our final segment about UFC 268. It's got a great card coming. Guys, stay tuned. You've been listening to The Fighting Goat with Mystic Chips and Superhuman Camera only on IBMpodcast.com. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these quick messages. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final segment of The Fighting Goat where the Mystic Fighting Chips, Goat. Yeah, where Mystic Chips and so may Superhuman Camera will discuss UFC 268 which is coming up this Sunday, which is 7th of November. At 7 o'clock in the morning, only on Sony Sports Network. Wait, 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 hang, on, hang on. 7 a.m. We are opening the card once again. Absolutely. It's the shortest turnaround time for us in exactly, the studio, where dude. we are back in seven days. Looking forward to meeting and seeing all you guys. You can write to us, tweet to us, Absolutely. hashtag us, tag us. But before that, right now, we are on the Fighting Goats. So you're listening to the most exciting combat podcast in India, where we are going to be discussing. Holy shit, the card is crazy. Dude, it is mental. I've been looking at that card for a long time. Alec Winter is on the prelims. It's so mental that a <laughs> former title challenger with Khabib Numago Medov in that lightweight division is now fighting on the prelims. Oh. That just man. goes to show how okay. stacked this card is. Take you us know, through it. Mr. You know what? Up. It's so crazy because UFC 267 had some pullouts, but the replacements were so, so good. UFC 268 has fighters which I think even if they don't have any arms or limbs or legs or knees <laughs> they will fight. It's starting off in the bantamweight division with Frankie Edgar and oh. Marlon Chito Vera. Oh my God, man! Marlon Vera versus Frankie Edgar is going to be one of the most bangers. Cheeto Vera is, of course, a very special fighter for Somesh Kamra because well, he beat my favorite fighter. though. No? <laughs> he beat your most favorite human on earth. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 let us let us run through the fight card. In yes, the, the featherweight division, it. yeah. In the featherweight division, we have Shane Burgos and Billy Quarantillo. Man, that's a good fight as well. Shane Burgos, he suffered a loss to Edson Barboza the last time. By a yeah. very weird knockout. The freak knockout. No? The freak knockout. But man, <laughs> before up until that moment, Shane Burgos is such a stud. Great he hands, great, incredible it's great. boxing. Is going to be a good fight. But the next three fights is something that I wanted to kind of you know, turn the AC down. You know, kind of cool down a little bit. Just make the environment Let no, me, yeah. In the lightweight division, Justin Gaethje takes on Michael oh, Chandler. Oh, my God! Oh God, I'm sweating already. This has got fight of the year written all over it. <laughs> fight of the freaking year. Absolutely. When Justin Gaethje is involved, it, it's it's always going to be violent. But yeah, Michael Chandler has made a very interesting statement. He said, "If the world thinks Justin Gaethje is violent, they've not seen Michael Chandler." I mean, you you, you never, know. You, you never, know, never know. you never know. Never know. I mean, but both the way these guys, both these guys, bang, and it's a three-round fight, so I'm sure they're going to be. Pressing the gas for the 15 yeah, this minutes. This is not fair. Yeah. You know, for fights like this, you have to do five rounds. At least. At least. Yeah, at least. Minimum. But I, with guys like Gechi and Chandler, you will not need five rounds. But the option available, be <laughs> The option well, must be available. Well, that takes us now to the co-main event of the evening. In the women's strawweight division, the champion Rose Namajunas is oh facing God. Wiley Zhang. The one that she stole the belt from with that crazy left kick on the face. Yeah, they cut through a guard. But I think, That's you know, the, I think Zhang Wiley was, was still warming up. She was not warm yet. Yeah. She right, was right, just right. getting ready. But I promise you, we saw the primetime promos and the prep leading up to this fight. She's looking bigger. She's looking as big as Jessica Adraj. Well, she's looking as big as Kumaru Usman. Kumar Usman (laughs) Usman is a big welterweight man. Well, absolutely. Because the main event of the evening UFC 268 is for the welterweight strap. A rematch between Kumaru Usman and... Colby Covington. Oh, Make man, America great be. again. Yes. The MAGA <laughs> versus... Uh, I mean, Kumar you, <laughs> you mean the <laughs> NAGA. The NAGA versus the MAGA. NAGA versus the MAGA. <laughs> but you, you know, when you look at this card, it's firstly, it's a nightmare to even pick anything. You can't pick. You just cannot pick fights in this fight. Especially the main event and co-main event. Gechi Chandler possibility? Yes, there is a possibility. No, you know, I can't that pick can that. See. Come on, Gechi Chandler. No, I mean I. Have, I think I think we I are have the no fighting goat are sitting this one out. Huh? Like even we are <laughs> now going down this road. <laughs> no ways. The the format of the fighting goat is where the two <laughs> hosts, experts, whatever we can call us, fans have to have to pick whatever it is. We have to pick. Yeah, it's too hard because if we don't pick, the fans don't pick, and if the fans don't pick, then they don't get our awesome T-shirts. That's true. Awesome t shirts, fridge magnets, and uh, well, now much more. Love, uh, basically. Love. <laughs> no, but the point is that, okay, we look through that, that first fight, Frankie Edgar. Firstly, uh, guys, this is one of, this is in fact going to be one of Frankie Edgar's last fights. Yeah. He said it yeah. that uh, he might be retiring after the depending on the outcome of this fight. And, you know, he's been going through a rough patch. He's been hurt in his last few fights. Yeah. Uh, the knockout yeah. of Sandhagen was brutal was so brutal. Yeah. He fell. he was unconscious in the air and fell on well, his face. Well, even Brian Ortega. And not I mean, Ortega as well. Man. Vicious, that was, yeah, vicious. was mental. So, it's in a great, in a way, that's great because Frankie Edgar has had such a long career. Uh, he's a champion True. in the lightweight champion and then he moved to feather and then, and he started his career again but he's going to be, he's got his, he's got his hands full with Marlon Vera. So what are you going to pick, Sumesh? Who's it going to be? Marlon or Frankie? Oh, it's a tough one because it's experience versus the young blood. I would go with Marlon Chito Vera for this one. Same. I'm predicting this by uh, knockout for Marlon Vera. Oh, knockout really? Yeah. Oh, Frankie. are Frankie. you know, I I But you know what? Frankie has proven me wrong in the past. So that's, yeah. True. that's awesome. True. True. You All know, right. So we- both of us pick Marlon Vera. Vera. The next yeah. one, Shane Burgos versus Billy Quarantilo. Let's go, Chips. Oh man, I got Shane Burgos. Oh shit, same that for guys me. That a Shane, Burfo. Burfo. <laughs> Shane <laughs> Burgos by whatever he wants. He's, yeah. a, he's a mean guy from the farms. You know, you know, he's like this guy comes off the ranch. You know, with a topi and a horse, and tough, you know, so you know mean, with that, you know, with that cigar in his mouth, saying, "Let's go, motherfuckers. Let's go." And can you imagine <laughs> Rult, if in the past uh, we'd seen the banger that we might have witnessed between Shane Burgos and Donald Cerrone? Donald oh, could drop down my to God. feather. You know how much fun that would have been—a oh, prime Donald versus Burgos. Would be violent. Would be violent. At the Super moment, violence. Mystic Chips and me are rowing the same boat because we have picked the same guys. But that was the easy part of the game. Let us now go to the, the let, let us fights. go to the lightweight division between Justin Gaethje oh, and Michael Chandler. I can't do this. Man. No, I you have I to. I, 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 I really, really, I can't. I can't. For I can't, the fans, man. you have to. For the fans. God, it's so difficult to pick, man! It's so difficult to pick. Both these guys are so close to the belt at all times. They're perennial top three guys. Gechi versus Chandler called. Well, Chandler's Chandler's debut versus Dan Hooker was absolutely explosive. It was fire. Chandler almost knocked out the current champion. Dude, he Charles Oliveira had a lot of people saying, "Had he exercised some little bit of patience, he would have been the champ today." Exactly. It's just, its you know, you can never count out Chandler's left hook. Absolutely, It comes out in the most yeah. sneaky manner. The way he ducks and pulls it out of nowhere yes. is yes. nasty. And it has hurt literally everyone he has touched with that left hook has been in trouble. Absolutely. But, you know, so his left hook is almost like Glover's left hook. I mean, if it connects, I'm sorry, yeah. but it's going down. Or Anthony Rumble Johnson's wind around him that connects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Rumble doesn't have to hit you also to knock you out. He just yeah. like... <laughs> no, and then but Chandler, let's go the who picks. is let's go the such a on. scrappy mofo, yeah. there is, he is so tough, got some of the most insane leg kicks in that division. He will numb your leg with those calf kicks. He hurt the champ, the former champ, Khabib, forced yeah. him into a takedown because of that horrible leg kick, which buckled Khabib. Right. But okay, so who you got? First you go. I'm taking my time. You know. All this while that you know we were talking about this, I was looking at <laughs> Gechi, but now that I think of it more, now your expert analysis has made me swing to Chandler. Oh no, I'm going to go with Gechi, man. Oh I'm really? Going to go with Gechi, yeah. Oh nice, nice. See, Chandler, according to me, knows his career in the UFC is quite short. He's here to make an yeah. impact. He knows he has to prove a point. Justin Gaethje has done it all. He's you know kind of fought for the title. But dude, we just spoke about resurgence. We yeah, spoke but, about champions oh in the twilight no, don't 35 plus. no, 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 it don't could happen. It could <laughs> happen with Chandler, man. Chandler's only thirty-five. You know, and the best part is what? If like whoever wins this may face Islam Makachev next. No, no, no. I, Islam has to fight uh, Benil. There is no doubt in my mind. Islam needs to fight Benil. He cannot. Oh yeah, you know. But come on I mean let's see you know I mean Sean Shelby may not are the best to judge that but I'm going for Michael Chandler in this one I'm going mm-hmm. for Justin Gaethje Mystic Chips is going for Justin Gaethje dude the co-main event of the evening the five round oh, this one's with- easy between this Rose be Namajunas easy. and Wiley Zhang. No, it's not going to be easy. Don't think so. I mean no, I, I know, mean okay, we've got pick. You know my pick, but I know you know epic. it's <laughs> if you look at Rose Namajunas, she's one of those uh, she's one of those very scrappy fighters. She's got great control on her range and yeah. ever since she's been with Pat Barry and Trevor Whitman, she's been looking so good. Her skills are getting sharper. You've seen that in the wars with Andraj. You've seen that uh, with Juana Yochechek. She is a, a champion for a reason. A second time champion now. And she's going to look to defend that belt. But she's taking on a marauder in Zhang Wiley. Zhang has is one of the toughest. She looks like Mike Tyson in that division. She hits so hard. She's got attacks coming from every angle. And her grappling game is ever evolving. Very true. This is a tough one to pick, man. What do you got, Sumesh? You know, it's crazy because uh, I'm kind of changing my picks as as this (laughs) analysis goes. I told I'm, you, know, you're to do by tactic. You're to just say in the last minute, <laughs> na mo 7:25 <Subhisa>, yeah. <laughs> when we ask that question, <laughs> now That's when I will give you my answer. <laughs> so I'm going with Rose Namajunas for this one. Oh my God! So you're saying the champion will retain, and still, okay. I'm the saying and champ- now two-time strawweight champion Zhang Wiley. Zhang is taking that belt back. Oh really? You think so? Yes. I. You know, I personally feel. If you ask me, I think Rose Namajunas is mentally stronger. It's. I think. See, look, all these guys are mentally strong. I think it's just that Zhang Wiley wants it. Both want it. I don't know. I don't know. That's not saying it's too hard. I. But I'm going. Think going Wiley Wiley. can crack. According to me, she'll crack because. Hey, no, I buy that know, logic. You can see when Rose can crack. No, she's fierce, she wants it so bad. But you know, a couple of shots. I mean, again, but I don't do, know, you see, know I but you, but see, the thing is that we've seen Zhang Wiley only flash knocked out, but we have seen Rose in trouble. She's been badly knocked out by Andraj by slam, she's and been hurt and busted up badly by Andraj. His and power cannot be you cannot sleep people. on, she's too strong. She's too if, strong, but you know, I'm still going and still. The okay. Undisputed okay. strawberry champion I'm going with and Rose Namajuna's Mystic Chips is going with Zhang Wai Lee. Zhang Wai Lee is going to do it too. And now, the main, to the main event of the evening in the welterweight division for the belt Ayyoh. a rematch between Kumaru Usman versus Colby Covington. That's a really tough one. It's... You got to make one thing. Is, this is a combination of grappler, striker versus striker, grappler. Both these guys are coming from wrestling backgrounds. Incredible wrestling backgrounds. Yeah. Maru is, I would say, is the physically more imposing one. He looks tougher. Yeah. And ever since he's shown his knockout power, that knockout of Jorge uh, Masvidal. Jorge yeah. Masvidal is tough as nails. Not easy to knock out. That was his first knockout. That was his first knockout. And that yeah. just goes to show then the way he knocked him out, he didn't clean. P-O-M. He clean. knocked him out asleep in the air. He yeah. was asleep in the air. Clean. Clean knockout. And, and you know, Colby Covington doesn't possess that kind of knockout power in his yeah. hands. Correct. It's going to be an interesting one because a lot of people thought Colby was winning that first fight till he got his jaw broken and knocked out. Yes. So yes. it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Who you got, many? But... Oh okay. I would you know with all my experience out here I think okay I'm not very happy because I want Colby to be the champ but see really? I I think I think I think Kumaro is going to keep the belt. Okay. I think uh I, I agree. I think Kumaro Usman retains. Yeah. But I won't put it past uh, Colby to to dethrone that champ because he almost did it the first time. We we all know that we're in for a treat. It's going to be a war. But sometimes, Sumesh, we've noticed this. In fact, sometimes 99 out of 100 times, the rematch never goes the way the original does. Yes, absolutely. Never goes the way. I completely agree with that. But if you guys want to make your picks and win some exclusive, cool, fighting gold merchandise, please write to us, tag us, hashtag us with all your picks for UFC 268. One lucky winner will win a extremely cool t-shirt from the fighting goat. Absolutely, my friends. Please hashtag us, tag us on every place. Sumesh, give me your tags. Well, on Instagram, I'm somesh.kamra and on Twitter it is somesh underscore camera. And the fighting goat is the fighting goat on Instagram. All right. I am at the Mystic Chips on Twitter and at Arjun Chips on Instagram. Guys, don't forget to tag us, hashtag us, your chance to win a lot of merchandise. Follow the Fighting Goat for a lot more content and do not forget to tune in at 7 a.m. for the pre-show, The Ultimate Guide to UFC with yourself, with me, Mystic Chips and my friend Somesh, the two people camera doing... Oh, I like the t-shirt. <laughs> doing the entire pre-show analysis for exclusively on Sony Ten One for UFC 268. So guys, don't forget to tune in for that. Don't forget to tune in for a lot more content only on the Fighting Goat Instagram handle and on ivmpodcast.com. Stay tuned. We will see you next week. Until then, happy Diwali, happiness, wealth, and prosperity to all of our fans and listeners. We'll see you next time.